Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome back to Let's Open the Bible. It's Russ on one side of the desk and Gavin on the other side of the desk. Hello, Gavin. Welcome back. Good day. Howdy. And what was the other one you were getting into the other? We're coming at you. We're, yes. <laughs> back at you. I've had several people claim their 50000 air dollars for listening to every episode. So, I, I, Yeah, see Gavin for details. Yes, you should... You should Notice that it is not in your account. The air dollars are not in your account anytime soon, but very soon. And I may next week, maybe. And I, and I'm not part of that. Yes, that, that's just separating <laughs> myself from that as far Did as the east is from, from the west. Tears? Yes, it was under un, understated. Uh, so anyway, uh, we welcome you, listener. Thank you for uh, joining in with us today as we uh, have our midweek session of podcast therapy uh, from the Bible. And uh, today, if you want to head over to 1 Corinthians 8, Gavin is going to extol some wisdom on us here today. And uh, he's going to read verses 4 through 7 after I kick us off with a word of prayer. Y'all sit over there, big boy? Yes. Okay, fantastic. He's about to uh, eschew obfuscation. Eschew? Yeah, bless you. <laughs> Let's pray. <laughs> <laughs> Father, we thank you for the ability to laugh. Uh, Lord, that is truly a gift, and we just praise you for that. Uh, Lord, for your word that guides us in all truth, for, uh, Lord, the people that you put on our path that help uh, mold and shape our thinking. Um, but, Lord, most of all, we thank you for Jesus and his shed blood. And today, Lord, as we open our Bibles and uh, we look at this important uh, text and, and have this discussion. Father, I, I pray that you would just guide us in your grace and truth, and we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 8, 4, Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. Uh, for although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many quote-unquote gods and many quote-unquote lords. Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some through former association with idols eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled." So, listener, in a previous episode, I had asked for prayer as, as we discussed the uh, Sam Smith Grammy uh, song, Unholy. And uh, for those not familiar with it, I'm not commending that you go listen to that song or that you watch the episode um, that was uh, from the Grammys, which very much took on a – which I personally have not seen, but I've seen uh, enough highlights to know that it, it, it seemed to take on sort of a – I don't know, a, a, sat, a satanic uh, cultish type worship uh, through this song as, as they were all dressed in red and, and kind of uh, Sam Smith apparently uh, was, was dressed up sort of like a devil. He had a top hat on with a tail and a pitchfork. And uh, I'll just say this, that if, uh, if Satan ever knocked on your door, the chances that he would be red with a pitchfork and a tail are pretty remote. The Bible says he comes as an angel of light. Uh, but at any rate, this is a conversation that Gavin and I have been kind of kicking around uh, talking about. And so uh, uh, 
We're going to do that just a little bit. Yeah, you were talking about what the what the devil looks like, and there is an exhibition at Stanford's uh, Cantor Art Center, and it's called the Sympathy for the Devil: Satan, Sin, and the Underworld, and it presents forty works from five hundred years of artistic portrayals of history's most famous fallen angel. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, and so there are just throughout history, and depending on the artist, and depending on the the authors that are writing books, and you know, depending on whether it's Dante's Inferno or Goethe's. You know, uh, uh, you know. I mean, there's just many different variations of, of the devil. Whether it's this ghoulish, grisly, nasty, uh, red figure, or whether it's a man in a business suit. Uh, you know, m- like maybe most recently, the Devil's Advocate. Where was it? Al Pacino. Yeah, played the devil, and just you know, very smooth and slick and subtle, um, which would be indicative which of the Garden. Actually, more believable caricature to me than, than in the red suit and, and all that other stuff. Sure. Yeah. Cause he's cunning and crafty. Right. Very subtle. Um, so, so, but, but just how throughout history they, they taken on various forms, but yeah, no, I, I just wanted to, to commend to anybody that has an interest in this, um, uh, the Sam Smith deal. Um, the Christian research Institute, uh, which is something that Hank Hanegraaff, the Bible Answer Man, is is connected to. I don't know how much he's connected to it, but he's connected to it. And I I personally have not agreed with everything Hank Hanegraaff has said, but agree with much of it. And I think he does a really really good job. And so there's an author by the name of John Ferrer who wrote an article called "A Christian Apologist Responds to Sam Smith and Kim Petra's Satanic Grammy Performance." It was originally published on February 13th. It was updated apparently February 20th. And if you're interested in, a, and I think, what is a, a really well-done article on this topic, uh, I would commend you, if you're interested in that type of thing, I would commend you to that. And so they kind of look at it with two premises and then offer a conclusion. Premise one, art can be justified by uh, way back to, uh, excuse me, art can be justified way uh, a justified way to break cultural mores and premise two was the song is art. And so I would just commend you as a listener, if you, if you do have an interest beyond this podcast in this, I think they ask some really good questions and then break down that question uh, in, in a way that I think is, is helpful. So I hope that this podcast can also be helpful. Yeah, and and so Hank Hanegraaff took took a right at Albuquerque or a left at Albuquerque. I'm not sure which one. And so he he was he he's not on several radio stations that he had been on. And I want to distance myself from some of those more recent iterations of Hank Hanegraaff. And and he is right on many 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 things. But I would not go with him to where he ended up. So just just that little disclaimer. Yeah, I probably haven't listened to him really listen to his show in earnest. In the last, I don't know, four or five years. Yeah, that's probably about when this happened, and and he he made that decision thoughtfully and conscientiously. But but I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to go with him in yeah. those places now. Um. So and 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 just uh, as a as a matter of little a bit of research, there's a, a picture by Jerome Whitkins, a 1978 uh, painting called "The Devil as a Tailor," in which Satan is portrayed not as this ghoulish demon. But as a tailor, an ordinary-looking person sewing uniforms for the Nazis during World War II, and hanging around him are SS uniforms and prisoner uniforms for the for the concentration camps, hmm. um, and it's a comment on the banality, just the ordinariness of of the devil. 
is it doesn't stand out and shock you. Uh, right. He again that subtlety, and I just thought that that that's pretty intriguing. Now I have no real understanding of the background of that picture. I'm not commending it. I'm just saying that that idea of just you know this man in a tailor shop that wouldn't stand out to anybody, but is part of the work of of wickedness. Yeah. Well, you know, as you were describing that, I, I was thinking about our conversation before we came on. We were talking about Ozzy, and, and my mind was was going back to uh, just some other, I don't know, figures. I remember I turned 14, whatever year that was. It was in the 80s. I guess it would have been um, 82 or 83. Okay. So um, I, was, I was in Texas when I turned 14, and and understand, I didn't grow up going to church. I got saved around the time um, of being 14. But uh, whether I was saved yet or not, I, don't, I really don't recall the timing of the events. Anyway, I was in Texas. I was visiting for a month with uh, a great uncle, and they were regular in attendance of a church. And so obviously I went with them. I was staying at their house. And uh, they had a youth group. And I remember there was um, a real conversation about music rock music and the connections with satan and so they started like pointing out different albums some of which i had one right. of which was rush 2112 which had a pentagram on the cover and uh I, I don't remember yet if ozzy was really big at that time but there was uh, i'm certain there were other albums that i probably had maybe some black sabbath maybe some iron uh Probably not Iron Man, but, but, but probably some uh, uh, Led Zeppelin, different things like that. <clears throat> and I just confessed. I said, you know, yeah, I've got some of these. Oh, Queen was big back then. And, and in fact, they were talking about how you could play the, the record backward backwards, yeah. and, you know, hear this messaging. Well, I actually did try that. Uh, and uh, uh, sure enough, on one of Queen's records, uh, I think it was another one, Bites of Dust was the song, uh, just from memory. I played it backwards, and the message that was – clear there really was a message art now because i've seen a lot of these no, no, people that go this, into these places and and you hear blah, 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 no no someone's like i heard it i heard this, it this Is really it? was okay. i said okay. i said to smoke marijuana oh right so yeah. i you know i don't know if you want to call that satanic I, you know whatever right well, i think that's really helpful what we're going to get into yeah right so um that back masking right uh, is what you're talking about where yeah. you can play something backwards and a message is, is put into it. Um, but, but the Hebrew word Satan, right. Um, is used in the Bible as just a, a word for adversary. And sometimes it is directly translated as adversary in like Young's literal version. It is, um, it is tra translated at times where, whereas in other versions it's translated as the, the uh, Satan, it's translated as the adversary in, in various versions and stuff like that, because it's what it literally means. Mm -hmm. So, so, so Satan means ac accuser or adversary. And it is, it is derived from a verb that's primary meaning in the Hebrew is to obstruct. And I think that's huge for us to, to understand because especially when we get into these, um, you know, the Sam Smith and the Rihanna and stuff like that, I, I'm not probably going to land as, as hard on these things as some people would want me to like, you know, just identify it. Not, and I want to say like, I, I, I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot. And, and we'll get into that, but it is something that obstructs a walk with God. Right. It it is it is wicked whether it's intended to be or not. And and so I'm gonna land hard there. I'm gonna I'm gonna land hard with the adversary or the accuser or the you know the the slanderer and deceiver that, that is the devil, you know, the, that understanding of that word. So 
let's focus just a little bit on the idea that anything that obstructs our walk with Christ or our our journey toward God is a problem. Yeah, and I was just going to say basically uh, the same thing in a different way that that takes on many forms. Yes, yes, and and sometimes it's intentional. Some people are deceivers, and other people are deceived. They don't they don't even really know what they're doing. Yeah. Um. So uh, and the word uh, often in the Hebrew contains the definite article, so it would be hasatan in the Hebrew, and that means the Satan, and it's much more a specific being um, that is the adversary and, and has an adversarial relationship with God. It occurs um, 17 times in the Masoretic text in two books of the Hebrew Bible. Job 1 and 2 have it 14 times, and Zechariah 3 verses 1 and 2 have it three times. Um, and translated in the English Bible mostly as Satan. Is, is and, how- and we would identify the Satan as the uh, character identified as a serpent in the garden. So, and we need to know that in Genesis, it's not the serpent is not identified as Satan, but in Revelation, we look back at that ancient serpent, and and he is identified as Satan, that ancient serpent, the devil. Yeah. So it includes. I mean, I mean, Revelation makes it abundantly clear that that adversary was the one that we would know today as. As Satan, we would call the Satan, and it is that the Satan is who is being referenced in Genesis three fifteen that Jesus would crush his head, and the Satan, Satan, would bruise his heel. Right, and so a lot of again, the more studying you do, the more you'll hear people say that's not accurate at all. That that you know we're reading back into the text. Well, that assumes that the whole Bible was not God's plan established before the foundation of the world, which would be Ephesians 1, which says that it is. And we're not reading back into anything. We're understanding that God has a meta narrative, an overarching story that encompasses Genesis to Revelation and actually before and beyond Genesis and Revelation. Absolutely. Okay, so so we're not reading back into the text. We're taking the whole text. We're using Scripture to interpret Scripture. Yes. Okay, so let's get maybe specifically to Sam Smith. Is he... Uh, a rock star, a pop star, whatever you want to call him, uh, just being horrifically provocative. So Alice Cooper, now a, a devout, professing, acknowledged, born-again Christian who who claims that Jesus is the center of his life and has given me no reason to, to doubt that. Somebody else may know, may know something. I don't. But Alice Cooper was the one that, uh, quote, first introduced horror imagery to rock and roll and whose stagecraft and showmanship have permanently transformed the genre. So is Sam Smith being that Alice Cooper-esque shock jock? And like you said about Ozzy Osbourne, who in some interview somewhere said, you know, he doesn't really believe what he's pretending to believe out on the stage, but he's just being shocking and laughing the whole way to the bank. Yeah, I had heard an interview with Ozzy where, um, you know, I think the question came up about his faith. Is is he a, a worshiper of Satan? And, and he kind of laughed. He said, well, I'm actually a member of the Catholic Church. He said, I believe in God. He said, you know, that basically what he said was that was marketing and that he didn't know the bat was, if I were, I'm going from memory, right? 
if I recall, he said he didn't realize the bat was real. Now, you know, maybe he was on drugs or drunk. I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't yeah, there. And, but. and we're not condoning his behavior. Right, we're, right. we're not saying it's acceptable. We're not saying we agree with it. We're just saying that it's not. It's dishonesty in that he doesn't really believe it, but he's being shocking and provocative in order to stir up publicity and all publicity in some people's eyes is good pu- publicity. Right. right? Okay. So, so dishonesty. Now, I'm also aware that there is dishonesty that is malicious. And by that, I mean, what are you talking about? We don't have any agenda. We have no plans. We're not trying to control you. We're not trying to implement this into the school system. We're not trying to. And that's dishonesty. And there is a malicious ideology behind it. And you're trying to put your best foot forward and you have malicious intent. Is that possible? Sure. Is that possible with Rihanna? Sure. We didn't mean anything by it. We weren't trying to, you know, corrupt the kids or something like that. So there's dishonesty in the other way. We're being very provocative and, and, and overtly satanic, but we don't really mean it. We're laughing to the bank. Then there's dishonesty the other way. Oh, just, you know, kind of that stroking your head saying, relax, there's nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. And it's just pure evil behind the curtain. So I don't know which of those is true. And, and there's no real way of knowing because by the way, your own heart, the Bible tells us is dishonest with itself. And so you could legitimately think you're doing something innocently and being totally perverse and corrupting. Okay. So, um, and then there's ignorant. Are they ignorant? I mean, you hear people say, well, I said it, but I didn't really know what I was saying. And, and I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. And to be fair, we've all been there. We've all said something and you're like, I didn't, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. I've actually said something and had to go look it up to make sure I didn't say anything that was inappropriate because I I thought I knew what it meant, but I really didn't know what it meant. I've done it on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Or, or I just looked this up. The okay sign, right, is is some people say is a W. Like if you put the little, you know, the loop, I'm okay with the three fingers up, is a W for white and a P in the circle for power. So if you look at somebody and say, hey, I'm okay, that's you're flashing a, a, a white supremacist sign. Good well, I didn't know that. I've never heard that. And I've not, I mean, that's not how I've ever, ever intended it. I have no time for racism. Let that be clear. I can't stand racism in any form. Um, so, but you go, okay. And suddenly you're, you're wicked. Well, no, I'm ignorant. Yeah. And, and, or, or, or I've done it with innocence. So the tightest one, like to, to the pure, all things are pure. Like, I don't mean anything by that. Okay. And do you need to be aware of it? Sure. Maybe probably, but okay. So there's ignorance. And then here's another interesting one. It is very, very uncommon to have a secular or to have a religious, spiritual worshiper of Satan. It's very rare, especially in modern day. There's a lot of myth about yes. that. So when I moved to, to uh, North Carolina, it was in 1984, and at that time, uh, it, I, I live in Davidson County. And uh, I went to a, a small, primarily a county high school. And at that time, there was these legendary places around where devil worship had taken place, allegedly. Right. So there's all these legendary, you know, these myths and these lures and all of that. But somehow you never really hear about it in in mainstream media you never hear about child sacrifices what we were talking about before we came on the podcast you know those things if they're happening 
they're not really being talked about. It's not being recorded anywhere. Well, and that's what I, you know. I was told I've not done full extensive research, and I love that we have an audience that may say, "Oh no, I've done research and I've found verifiable cases," but there have been no documented cases of child sacrifice for satanic cults and modern day satanic cults in America. So, can I just say part of my issue with this um, this whole idea that what we're what we're talking about here, not so much the text, because I don't think the text is saying this. Like my experience with the records in the uh, in the 80, early eighties, um, where they were trying to you know points point out uh, Satanism and stuff. I think in the past, maybe not as much today, but in the past, I think the church has been maybe guilty of playing that find the bad guy kind of thing, looking for Satan, looking for the boogeyman uh, behind every. A form of art or between every record or you know politician or you know whatever it is and i think we've we have done a disservice to uh maybe non-believers and believers alike in yes. that we have we have sensationalized satan instead of glorifying god yes given actually given the devil um the the actual Satan himself, depending on your eschatology and his activity now and everything else. And we, again, I, one day we'll get into that. One, today's not that day. But you don't want to overgive him power and you don't want to undergive him power. We are not dualists. God and the devil are not equal in power and glory. Only the, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. They are the same in substance, equal in power and glory. The devil's not a part of that. He is not equal. Job makes it abundantly clear that he asks permission to do what God says. In the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, when the devil is cursed, he doesn't say, but God, I have a better idea. He just, he knows he is condemned and consigned to, you know, to be cursed and to crawl around on his belly or whatever, if that's poetic or whatever that means. Uh, he does not resist God. He does not have that authority. Um, and he knows it in Job. Job it makes it clear, you know, I can't touch him. And God says, well, I'll let you do this, but no, nothing else. Yeah, don't so, kill him. Yeah, you, well, I won't let you. You're only allowed to do this much. Uh, the devil is not ubiquitous. The devil is limited. The devil is created and finite. I mean, there's so many things. And and he's also not omnipresent. That's what I said. He's not ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah. omnipresent. I slipped it in there. Omni yeah. yeah, so so he's neither of those. And he's also not omni omniscient. So right. he doesn't know our thoughts. Right. And then the created part of it is is really, really interesting. So did God create evil? And that's a long conversation. So did he create the devil? Well, certainly the devil is a created being. He was created as an angel uh, and fell. Um, and then it gets really interesting. Did God know that he would follow? Well, of course. Uh, was that a plan of the? Uh, was that a part of the plan established before the foundation of the world? Well, that's an interesting conversation. I would say yes, and we'll leave it there for this for this week. We're not finished though. Yes. We're okay. Not. So um, the 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 modern day iteration of the Church of Satan was Anton Lavey, who founded it. Uh, and he was just a showman and a liar and a deceiver and like all up was down and down was up just kind of all sorts of not, not good, but he didn't really, he was an atheist. Um, and, and I think more than that, he was just, you know, looking to be obnoxious, but they, they have that, that church came up with the 11 satanic rules of the earth. Um, I think it was that church, but but these are some of them. Uh, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Number two, do not tell your troubles to others unless they are sure that you are sure they want to hear them. Three, when in another's lair, show him respect, or else do not go there. Verse uh, four, if a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. That's 
I mean, like, so, and I want to get to a point with all this. Um, yeah. And I think these were put out in 1967 by Anton LaVey in his 11th one. Well, let me go nine, 10 and 11. I'll go eight, nine, 10, 11, eight. Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Like if you don't need to be there, don't complain about it. You, you chose to be there Two, Do not harm little children. Do not kill non animals unless you are attacked or for your food. And then 11, when walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. So I don't know if anybody would say those are fairly harmless, but what they are is extremely self-centered. Yes. And one of the things that modern secular Satanists are is extremely self-centered self-referential, um, morality is determined by me, reality and morality both are determined by me, and that should cause us to tremble. That's the problem. So um, is somebody is somebody like Sam Smith, are they doing it for shock value or are they doing it because they genuinely, genuinely believe it? Are they lying to themselves and that they, you know, that, you know, we're doing this innocently or are they lying to us and that they're doing it either maliciously and presenting like they're doing it innocently or they're presenting like they're doing it maliciously and they're really, and I don't care about this stuff at all. I take the makeup off and I go home, you know, in the end. I take all of what I don't know. I don't know his heart. I don't know his motives. I don't know his his actual practice. And I put it off to the side and say this authoritatively, you are leading people away from God. That's right. So let's get back to the text today and, and, and look at a few things. You're leading people away from God. You're not walking with God. You're glorifying, whether it's showmanship or dishonesty or Satan himself, you are glorifying in something that leads people away from God. And you yourself are not walking in the light of a relationship with Christ Jesus. He's either deceived or deceiving others. Yes. Yes. Absolutely love it. So let, let's go back to this. Um, uh, yet for us, there is one God and, and it goes on the father from whom are all things and, uh, and for whom we exist and one Lord Jesus Christ through whom we all exist and, uh, uh, sorry, through whom we are, are all things and through whom we exist. However, and this is what I want to focus on for the last little bit of time we have not all possess this knowledge. That's right. Somebody watching the Super Bowl may not know that there is one God and only one hope and his name is Jesus Christ. And he died on a cross for your sins. They may not know that. They may think they're multiple gods. They may actually believe that 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 you know there are other gods that are worthy to be worshipped. Yep. And so we know that there is only one God. But some, through former association with idols, eat foods as really offered to idols. Now, I think that goes back to maybe Sam Smith. Listen, you've associated with wicked things, and I don't know this. I'm, I I don't know if he's again deceived or deceiving. But you're practicing like they're these idols that are not really gods at all. You're practicing like they're something. And through former association with idols, I'm going to change the words here. You're performing songs as if really offered to idols. Yes. And their conscience being weak is defiled. And the people that you lead astray, their blood is on your hands. 
That's no small thing. Oh, you th- that's terrifying. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So again, I'm not trying to overstate what secular Satanists believe. I do know this. It's damnable. Yes. And, and, and in the end, if you, if you reject Christ, the wages of sin is death, that eternal death where the smoke of their torment ascends forever. And you go, okay, but I didn't really mean it. I don't think that matters. No, it doesn't. It, it, the hope when you, you read, have. When you read Romans chapter one, yeah. it makes it clear that excuse does not work. Right. Yeah. You've, first, you've exchanged the glory of God. Uh, you're worshiping and serving the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So whether that creature is Satan himself, he is a creature, meaning created, or whether it's you worshiping yourself, declaring that, you know, uh, who who performed with him, that the, the, the guy that calls himself a girl. And, and I, I, I had it pulled up. Yeah. So Kim anyway, something. What? Kim something. Uh, Kim Petras. Kim Petras. So he, um, he has become so self-referential that he thinks, God, I don't care what you have deemed me. I declare myself to be a woman. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know if, if that person is deceived or that person is being deceived. Do you know that there is a high relationship now, a very strong correlation between autism and uh, transgenderism? Really? Yeah. There's a strong correlation between autism. Look it up, uh, double check, verify. But there is a strong correlation now between autism and, tra- and transgenderism, which means that we're jumping on kids that should be, uh, you know, we should be loving and, and, and walking through life and explaining things to, we're, we're mutilating, cutting off parts. Wow. So anyways, again, back to the destruction. I, because physical mutilation is, is, breaks my heart. Yeah. But spiritual mutilation, which happens when you lead people away from God or obstruct. Remember what, what the verb is, the, the foundational verb for Satan is to obstruct. When you're obstructing someone's walk with God, you are doing the work of Satan himself, the Satan. And you know, part, part of the shame of that is there are many doing that that call themselves pastors. Yes. Pastors of evangelical churches. Yes. Yeah, evangelical, the word has really become almost meaningless. It is yeah. very malleable now. You can make it mean what you, you want it to mean. Well, it's, the word Christian has as well. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's some really weird things out there. Again, when you lose the anchor that is God, when you what is truth? When you lose the truth that is God, I am that I am, the anchor of all reality and truth, when you lose that, anything goes. So like I've heard that there are um, – Atheists that believe in the inspiration and authority, not inspiration, the inerrancy of scripture. You explain that one to me. And you, how are you an atheist? Remember a is that is the negative. There is no theos, no God. You believe there is no God. And yet you believe in the inerrancy of scripture. Yeah, that's a, I hadn't heard that. That's a, I don't know how those two, that seems like a non sequitur to me. Well, yeah, but again, one of the things that amazes me is the senselessness of sin. Yeah. It's the sense when you lose truth, um, it, it almost is if anything goes, and we're way over time. We Russ, are. you let this thing get way out of control. Yes, I did. Listener, thank you for listening. Uh, I, I pray that you would uh, continue to read this passage, um, 1 Corinthians 4, uh, excuse me, 8, verses 4 through 7. 
and uh, just seek, uh, seek God's wisdom. Uh, until we see you again tomorrow, be blessed.